0: Experience. Pat mayo experience. Pat mayo experience. Experience.
1: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Palmetto Championship DraftKings Picks in Preview. If you want to get the best deal in the biz, fantasynational.com slash mayo get you 20% off. All forms of memberships, but if you just want to dip your toe into the water to get ready for the U.S. Open, I highly suggest you go to fantasynational.com mail on Wednesday. That way, if you get a weekly membership, it's super cheap for one thing, but you get Wednesday to Wednesday, you can build all your lineups, do all your research, generate them all, use the custom stat model for Palmetto, then you have seven full days of action to get ready for the U.S. Open before that starts as well. Plus, all the live stats for Palmetto this week, which I assume has Shot Tracker. Probably shouldn't say that it does because I actually have no idea. Maybe my guest, Jeff Ulrich, knows about that. I would assume they have Shot Tracker, right?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not making any assumptions this week either, Pat. <clears throat> I assume it's the only PGA event. Usually the ones we don't get the Shot Tracker at right are like the, the secondary ones. But I, who knows, man? I mean, this thing is its brand new. It's in a new course. Everyone's withdrawn. So we've got like random people from the 1980s in the in the event. Anything could happen this week and it wouldn't surprise me, but uh, let's hope they're shot linked Cause that might be the only thing that makes this uh, event, you know, really palatable just from a, a watching and viewing perspective. So I
1: want to remind everyone out there to smash the like button, sub to Mayo media network and in the comment section, tell me your two favorite plays in the $6,000 range. Now, usually oh, wow. the $6,000 <laughs> range has a few gems in there and I'm sure they do this week as well, but who are they? Who could say with a field, this week. I don't even know. You, listen, you say we don't normally get Shaw Tracker for the alternate events. I mean, you take five guys out of this field and this tournament is worse
0: than like Corrales. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a Canadian tour event. You take the top five guys out. This, this is basically the Puerto Rico open with Brooks and Dustin right now. So um it's kind of fun from that perspective, I guess, a little bit different, but Yeah, man. I mean, uh, the the 6k range, like you can really, uh, you can throw some darts in there for sure this week. So I don't know. I I like going through these, these kind of scrubby events, whatever you want to call them, but it does feel like a, like you said, an alternate event, but just with two of the best players in the world in, in attendance. So.
1: Uh, I'm giving away 33 bucks to a whole bunch of people. I'll PayPal you the cash. You can use it for whatever you want. Hopefully nothing illicit, but, you know, after I send it, what do I know? That's all I can do. <laughs> so if you leave a five-star review, subscribe first, five-star review, something nice, Twitter handle and email address on that review on Apple Podcasts for daily fantasy sports picks and bets, The Mix. I'm going to start drawing those out. I'll give away the winners on Wednesday. And yeah, you can win 33 bucks. I mean, that'd probably cover all you really want to play on DraftKings this week anyway. Well, you can play in the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Open. You can max that. That's 45 bucks. So, you know, you're almost all of the way there to maxing out my tournament, which still is the best one on DraftKings. There's no rake. So you may as well fill it now. If we fill this one early, we're probably going to get a full 100k guaranteed of rake-free money for the U.S. Open. So there's incentive enough to actually, you know, do some research this week and throw some lineups in. But yeah, daily fantasy sports picks and bets, the mix full French open coverage full Euro coverage coming up. My Wednesday cheat sheet DraftKings review for all PGA events is going to be up there as well. It's for about 10 minutes long. The Euro pick show appears on that feed. All short form content from Mayo media network appears on that one podcast feed. You can find that in the description right now. Go subscribe, please. And you can find all the videos, obviously up on Mayo media networks, YouTube channel i talk about the course with you, but I feel like we all think the same thing, and it might not be that thing. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> no, I don't, actually. What what uh, what thing are you thinking about? Well, I'm just saying that there's, like, two articles
1: about this course, and everyone has read oh. the same two articles. Oh, so yeah. everyone just thinks the course plays a
0: certain way, but it might not sure. actually play that way. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no... Th- Exactly. We don't have a bunch of experience, or or we can we haven't seen the course play differently. We've all just read a couple of uh, you know anecdotes about the course, and we think it's it's going to play a certain way. I mean, from from what we've seen, it's it's an Australian sand belt design. You know, it's it's a little bit more open in design, and there's some waste areas. And I've seen people compare it to Pinehurst Number Two that's all fine and good. I mean, this thing could play super easy. You know, there's some rain in the forecast. It could play hard too. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, these greens are supposedly fast. If it's anything like Pinehurst number two, it's going to be tough, but it's also like the first time it's hosting a PGA championship and this event, this course excuse me, was created in 2018. So I, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play. I would assume that it's probably going to play on the easier side because we've seen newer courses, you know, TPC, Craig ranch, Trinity forest, they just tend to be just a little bit easier their first time on tour. I would probably lean that direction, but I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I'm some sort of expert here. I, I really don't know that much.
1: Uh, Stephen Hennessy from Golf Digest, friend of the show, Stephen Hennessy, did a full review of the course that's up on golfdigest.com right now if you want to go read through that. In my newsletter this week, I'll link all of the relevant columns that I've read uh, in case you can pick up something out of that that maybe I didn't or you just want to do some more reading on the course. Uh, the newsletter is free to join. It's in the comment section in description of the video and podcast and plus there's always like promos in there and everything like that as well so you might want to take advantage of some of the free money that's offered to people i mean you just hit up the email in the newsletter maybe you can get your hands on some of that free money just to go and bet you'll get some free money to go do that with so you probably want to go check that out let's go to the 10k you mentioned the two guys it's brooks and it's dustin they're the two highest priced players in the field Eleven four 4 and eleven one. one you got fitz and hatton at 10-4 and 10-2 I was talking with Feinberg on Monday's show about who I wanted to bet. And I talked about the guys down the list. Am I going to go to the top? Uh, as you can see, it has Hatton at 12 to one right now in the betting markets. Uh, I found him at 16 to one and I bet Tyrrell Hatton to win. I I'm going to guess he's going to be like 40% owned this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you're going to get some, some really big ownerships on all on. Well, i be outside of Fitzpatrick. I assume DJ Brooks and, 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 Hatton and probably you could throw English in there. Right. Uh, under 10K, I'm sure that'll just appeal to people. But you know, in terms of what you think of, of the top group, I mean, I think from betting and from DFS, just taking the discount on Hatton here, sure, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, we talked about we don't know how the course is going to play, but you know, a lot of people will be hammering home the length and it's a long par 71. I, I really don't think length is going to be that big a factor this week. It is a longer course, but it's got wider fairways. It seems like it's going to have a lot of role We've seen longer courses be, you know, really not just play that long on the PGA before. And quite frankly, some of them can be easier and this looks like it's going to have a little bit of that mixed in. So I like Haddon all things considered. I I like that style of golfer this week. Um, I I will say, uh, you know, in in terms of betting, you know, you can get Harris English at a lot of spots at like almost double uh, Tyra Haddon. And and that's kind of where I went, but Hatton is definitely the better player of the two. I, 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 and that's coming from a Harris English fanboy, Um, so I, I definitely don't hate that. And I think for DFS, a lot of people will either, if they're not starting with Brooks and Dustin, they're almost certainly starting with Tyrell Hatton Hatton this week. So yeah, he's going to be popular, but I do like the setup for him. Like I said, I kind of like that style of golfer over just a pure, you know, bomber, because I really don't think this golf course is necessarily going to just be like the bomb and gouge kind of, uh, type. It's more just, you know, everyone's going to be hitting fairways. And then it's kind of what you do from there on in. And that's kind of where Hatton's bread and butter is. So
1: if it rains and we see that in the forecast i can then see why you would switch to bombers if you're not going to get like amazing roll off the tee and be able to even hit your long irons like matthew fitzpatrick style like land it 30 yards in front of the green and let it roll up onto the green complex it's a very flat course as well hence why there's so much roll and there's no rough so if you can shot shape it correctly there's a lot of different avenues available to you in order to you know hit your drives or even your approaches and even around the green game where you could do the justin rose take a hybrid or if you wanted to instead of putting the ball up in the air but if it gets super wet and it does say that there's thunderstorms but that doesn't always mean there's going to be a ton of rain it might rain for like six minutes and then it goes back (laughs) to being like 85 degrees and then it's like it never happened at all but if somehow it gets damp then i could see where the bombers have a significant advantage at a course this long
0: yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, we you can kind of go back to to the Byron Nelson and, um, you know, obviously Cage Lee isn't really a bomber, but Sam Burns was up there. He kind of just took the course apart as well that week. And I, I completely agree. If it's a little bit wetter, it's going to heighten the chances for someone like DJ or Brooks to just dismantle the course. And it might not even be one of those two guys. It might be like a Keith Mitchell or someone like that. Um, so definitely, you know, you can, you can pay attention, but I, I would, I would suggest I don't think it's going to get super damp. Like you said, it's, it's like 90 degrees there. It's always hot and humid. And the thunderstorms, I I kind of worried about that too, at the start, because you see all the rain and like the the, the cloudy things on the forecast, but then you're like, it's only like a 40% chance of precipitation. It's just passing thunderstorms. It's probably going to rain for 10 minutes and go away. And you know, all things considered from what I've read as well, that happens a lot. And this course is probably just going to play pretty fast regardless. So, um, I think that you can consider most styles. Like I said, I, I still think that like uh, someone like Hatton's gonna gonna be just fine here this week.
1: Yeah. So Hatton is my favorite above ten thousand dollars. Then DJ, then Fitz, then Brooks. This feels like a. And I'm gonna say this, and then Brooks is gonna win by eight thousand shots because <laughs> we know that he can. Just feels like Brooks is gonna go out there, hit some shots, and head off to Torrey Pines.
0: It's. Yeah, that is exactly how I feel about Brooks. But I mean, uh, with the c- complete acknowledgement, like you said, that I, I you know, if, if he, if the knee is feeling good and he starts off well and he shoots like, you know, maybe four or five under in the first round, he'll probably just keep rolling and, and just try and blitz this course. We've seen him play very well the week before majors in a lot of spots. Uh, I believe he won the, the FedEx St. Jude one year. Um, I know he
1: had a- um, no, Jeffrey, I'm going to stop you there. He was going to win the FedEx St. Jude last year. And then he lost to Justin Thomas.
0: Didn't he win it though the year before that?
1: Yeah, but I don't think it was before a major. Then
0: you are correct; <laughs> that is correct. It wasn't before the major. So thank you for correcting me. He did finish second at the Byron Nelson uh, a couple years ago. So he he does have a pretty good track record before majors. So again, I'm not I'm not necessarily touting him as a bet or anything, but. There's definitely the possibility. I, I would, I would rank them pretty much exactly the same way you ranked them. I really liked I, picking between Dustin and Brooks. I'll take Dustin this week, South Carolina. There's just gotta be more urgency for Dustin Johnson right now. I mean, the dude hasn't been in the heat of battle in like six starts. He's still hitting it well off the tee. It, it's just a matter of getting the approach game and, and putter sharp again. And I mean, it, I just don't, I don't even really remember the last time Dustin played bad for six events in a row. Do you, I mean, this just feels like the longest slump of his life. So fully expecting him to put in a decent week here. And uh, I, I think there's a little less risk with him at least uh, because there's just, there's just gotta be a little bit more urgency in that camp right now.
1: I could see that as well. I don't know how many lineups I'm going to end up playing this week, but I could see myself going completely full fade on Dustin Brooks and Fitz and just starting my teams with Hatton just for the savings, because I don't know how far down this list I really want to go. That or I'll play like 150 lineups and just like pepper the $6,000 region and just hope to get lucky with someone. Like I I don't really, I don't know if this is a good week to invest less because I feel uncomfortable about it, but I also know that everyone feels uncomfortable about it. So maybe it's a week to press up a little bit. Like whatever the contrarian strategy is this week is probably the best way to go about things. Because if it's a course, and. no one really knows how it plays, but there's consensus around five guys. That's never yeah. usually a good thing.
0: No. And I legitimately, I mean, as we go through the price points here, like that word uncomfortable, when we're talking about pivots off of the sort of obvious plays, it's going to become like super, super. Uh, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about potential pivots and we're just going to hate them all because it, they're terrible, but that's the kind of field we have. And um, you know, yeah. I, I, I do think there's a little bit more of an edge in, in, in these weeks, especially for GPPs to, to throw more in. And again, everyone's sitting at the start of the week. Well, I don't really feel like doing that, but you know, you, you definitely, uh, I, I like diving into these weeks for that reason. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I mean, uh, I def- definitely would not have a, a, a problem fading the top two guys necessarily, but I, I will definitely get exposure to Dustin Johnson as well, because I think even with, a a top five in this field or a top 10, he, he could still end up in the winning lineup, especially if we get some kind of, again, crazy cage lead winner who's like seven K or something like that. So um, which could definitely happen in an event like this. So
1: looking at the nine K level, your guy, Harris English kicks it off at nine, nine. It goes all the way down through my guy, Garrick Higo, who I don't know if he's overpriced or not. He is number 52 player in the world. Like he's ranked far <laughs> higher than Patton Kazire is. So I mean, he's yeah. 9,100. So you got Hatton, Sorry, English, M, Fleetwood, Poulter, Kazire, Higo, Norent, Mitchell. In, if I didn't play Hatton, I, I don't know who from this range I actually like. I could see playing none of these guys, but I could see playing like a, a Sung J Fleetwood, Poulter lineup just because I don't think that people are going to be on those guys whatsoever and I think that's why ownership this week might be so much more important than other weeks uh, especially if there are consensus plays it's why the Wednesday show for me at least I think is going to be the most valuable one that I do because I, I even went through it last week on the show I said if you, wanted to, if you wanted to get risky and make actual pivots last week the two guys to use are like Scheffler and Max Homa I didn't use them obviously but those turned out to be the guys but they were just so glaring versus everyone else they were like five times lower owned than the next lowest guy right around them it's like oh yeah of course those guys finish inside the top 15 and one comes third one comes like 11th so this week when I'm looking at it I, I don't know how many people are using Higo but I can't imagine that many people are going to use Fleetwood he, he went from like Xander Chalk every single week him Finau and Xander were the three guys everyone used every week now no one wants to play him anymore
0: yeah I mean I don't want to play him Me either, either but, but. you're <laughs> you're you're it's like it's like we said we we know that there's going to be uncomfortable decisions here and the 9k range is one where i look at and i mean i i don't have a problem this is part of the reason why i don't have a problem starting with dustin johnson because i i don't have really have a problem fading everyone under harris english to 9k but you know the the ownership thing is definitely going to come into play i mean fleetwood sungjay you're going to have hard Times like finding players that are under 10 owned, and if one of them do come in, I mean, these are quality players, right? So, I would probably side with Fleawood here. I, I don't even, I, I won't even say that. I'll, I'm just gonna side with the lowest owned guy between Fleetwood and him because I, I don't want to play either one of them. And if one of them comes in like five percent less than the guy in projections, I'll probably just play that person. Um, neither one of them training well with their ball striking right now. Im at least is consistent off the tee, and he is a better putter on Bermuda grass, so maybe that does give him like a bit of a, a jolt just in terms of like potential upside. But I don't know, both players just kind of doing the same thing right now, which is not very much, but they're going to come in a lower ownership. So yeah, absolutely. Um, in, in, a, in a field like this with two top guys focused on the U.S. Open next week, um, there's, there's a potential one of them breaks out here for sure.
1: Is Patton Kazire a complete trap at $9,100? Because I didn't think that people would be like, oh, Pat and Kazire, $9,100, no way. But it feels like people want to be on Pat and Kazire.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, people in this field, like Kazire, I mean, his his top fives were only a couple events back. He was gaining strokes on approach. People are, are are more lenient with players like Kazire. This, okay, well, he missed the cut. It wasn't that big a deal. I don't think that many people played him last week either. I can't remember what his ownership was. So I don't think it was a huge chalk bust. And and you just look at the players around him, right? Like, you know, Poulter he's playing well, but people really don't want to play a 45 year old. That's 9,200. And then Gary Kigo, who most people, you know, might, will will learn about this week. I'm sure from people like us, who's a very, very quality player, but still aren't really going to trust considering it's like his second ever PGA tour. So
1: you better believe I'm playing Higo at $9,000. I'm in.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it too. I, I, if anything, he feels like he's under owned. He's like the 50th player in the world right now. So, um, I think Kazire will be owned in this range. I I think he'll be more popular than Polter and Hago for sure. I think Noren will get some ownership for the same reason. Again, these are players. They make cuts. uh, People feel comfortable playing them. And there's just like, again, the uncomfortable pivot is just like the entire theme of this week. People people may even just like like Hago. People who like Hago might feel more uncomfortable playing him, right? So, yeah. um, I think Kazire will be the chalk in that range.
1: Yeah, I think that Ilgo, Kazire, then Harris English is the top two guys in the 9K range. And I am... Perfectly fine with fading both of them. Do you know who's Andrew Kirsten this week? By the way, oh no. Yes. Take a guess.
0: Is it Harris English? It's Harris English. Oh, I, I mean, I really like Harris this week, and that that's unfortunate to hear because the dude's from this part of the 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 Earth. Uh, he's played well at Seaside, which is another uh, uh, Fazio design. It's you know, it, it's a. I feel like it's a good setup for a guy like Harris English. He can get really hot around the greens and stuff too, but. Yeah, I, he's going to be popular. Absolutely. Uh, I still kind of slightly prefer him over Haddon. Does suck that he's undercursed now, though. So I guess factor that into your models, you know, strokes gained, cursed or whatever. So, um, yeah, he'll he'll get some ownership, but I, I still like Harris English. I would put him at the top of this range for me. Um, and, uh, you know, a guy like Kazire would be a fade. And I, I would much prefer trying to get up to one of those lower-owned guys uh, over, like, you know, I just don't want to be on the chalky players in this range, basically.
1: Yeah, I'll take Higo. I'll, I'll take Higo. I'll probably take, like you said, whoever is lower owned between Fleetwood and Im. maybe they're both lower owned. I split up the shares because I can't make a decision, and I'll think about Poulter because Poulter, like you mentioned, is actually playing pretty well. But it's Higo for sure. Do you sit at your desk and reach for that sugar-loaded latte or that sweet and "quote-unquote" healthy snack bar? that's not so secretly loaded with sugar, take a small step to improve your day and avoid the sugar crash by mixing in some keto powder to your coffee and trying an HVMN keto food bar. HVMN is a nutrition company that takes the mystery out of counting macros. They're results-driven, modern nutrition for modern lifestyles with less sugar than competitors. Their products provide lifestyle and habit upgrades that help their customers become healthier and better versions of themselves. By using real organic ingredients, HVMN has made keto and lifestyle improvements with easy and healthy low sugar options that are great for you and deliciously satisfying. HVMN offers single items like MCT oil, keto food bars, and keto collagen powder, or you can grab a kit that includes all the essentials, at an everyday discount. Whether you're curious about keto, want to improve performance, lose weight, or boost brain and body wellness, HVMN will have a non-intimidating solution for you and in tasty flavors. HVMN is modern nutrition for modern lifestyles, and their new kits make it easy to embrace healthy living and quickly feel the difference. Right now... HVMN is offering our listeners an additional 10% off your first order when you go to HVMN.com slash Mayo. Embrace healthy living today. Go to HVMN.com slash Mayo for 10% off your first order. Again, that's HVMN.com slash Mayo for 10% off. $8,000 range. It's going to be fun on DraftKings when you see all the guys that are like out this week because they didn't quite get everyone um actually no danny willett is $7,900 he is out for this event by the way after i bet him on monday's show both jeff and i we were so fired up for danny willett and now he withdrew from this tournament so that's always a lot of fun in the AKs, you got noren mitchell kisner glover varner sneds vegas knox ct panimal doc redmond and scott stallings the ones i have interest in are keith mitchell lucas glover weirdly St- Scott Stallings who I know no one is going to use. I just like Scott Stallings.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, Scott Stallings is like the guy you point to this week. It's like Scott Stallings is AK. That's what kind of event we have. Right. But he's we've seen him getting in, in some decent form before. I mean, he was third, like two events back at again, another longer golf course. So those are the type of pivots you make. I mean, you, you look at that range. I'm sure there's going to be a couple chalky guys. Like Vegas will probably get a bunch of ownership again because he's been making cuts. You know, we'll, we could talk about a couple guys under him, but, like, no one's using Scott songs. at the AK. Just, Maybe, you, no know, you, you know You're... what?
1: Maybe they are, and we just we just have a bad read on this early in the week. I would guess, if it was me, that people are going to use Glover, Verner, and Snedeker. Those would be the three highest owned guys.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and look, I like, I like I like all three. I mean, I think Snedeker is a good fit for this course, just the way it plays. Uh, he's, he's sneaky around the greens. He's he's creative. He can do all that stuff. Like I said, I'm not like a huge, I don't think Lanks is, is going to be a huge deal, assuming the course doesn't get uh, super damp. So I'm kind of in on Brad Snedeker. Like I like it. I really like Harold Varner. I bet him this week at 50 to one, maybe I'm just a sucker, but I you know I bet him at the at the Colonial. He does seem to be playing better. He's a South Carolina guy, so we'll follow that narrative. And hey, if this is an Australian sandbell course, Pat, well, he's got to win in Australia. So I'm playing that narrative regardless of how stupid it is. But um, I do like Varner. He's been playing better. I like all three of those guys at the same time. They will be the th- probably the three most popular players in the in the range, if we're being honest. Kisner's interesting. I mean, he finally made a cut. He's from South Carolina. I don't think I don't think he's going to get a ton of ownership. Um, I I don't mind playing Kevin Kisner on like a Bermuda grass course like this weaker <sighs> field where he's you know definitely going to be going after points considering how bad his season has been.
1: Yeah, he missed five straight cuts. Then he made the cut at Charles Schwab, and he still lost six and a half strokes on approach. That's not great news. He had to put- That's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, he, he, had, he had to chip and putt his way to a cut. Uh, that's never a position you really want to be in, so I'm probably out on him. I was thinking the same thing you did with Varner in the Aussie Open, too, until it was pointed out to me that the Australian Open he won was on, like, the other side of Australia or something. That has no correlation to, like, Melbourne and places like that.
0: Okay, well, screw that, I guess, then. I'm still betting because hold Varner, but... Hey, he has been playing better
1: in the in the modeling. He does rate out number thirteenth. Weirdly, Norin and Mitchell rate out eighth and ninth in the short term stats.
0: I, I mean, Alex Norin is very consistent. You know, up there in top twenty in, in, in putting in short game. And again, I mean, very much just like a Brandt Snedeker type of player. It wouldn't shock me to see him to to see him uh, win this week. I guess I mean, it shocked me a little bit, but at eight and nine hundred, I mean it's fine. You can play him. I he probably won't even be that chalky just because he's more expensive than all the guys we just listed off. So, you know, again, a lot of this is going to come down to ownership projections this week, like it usually does, but I'll play Norton if, if he's projecting, uh, you know, like for half the ownership of a guy like Glover or, or Snedeker, I, I think that's completely fine. I mean, I like Alex Norn, He's super consistent. Um, just needs to have like a decent week with his approach. We know he can certainly get it done around the greens and on the greens.
1: Yeah. And if that comes into it, although with the way that these greens are constructed without much rough around the green side, that there's going to be a lot of roll, a lot of putting from off the greens, or you can really take any sort of approach that you want. Like I was looking at someone, that's another kind of, feather in the cap of someone like Scott Stallings you know Stallings has gained on approach in 11 in his last 12 events it's just he stopped being able to drive the ball still can't chip but he's never been able to chip but maybe this is a place where he could get that going I don't know interesting to me to see him up there and at his price point because now that Danny Willett's not playing at 7,900 bucks I I need to put my money somewhere else I, I don't know maybe I should just hold on to my money what do you think about that
0: I mean, that's probably what a lot of people should do this week, but it's too fun not to dive into these events. So, I mean, Stallings, I'd like them more as a DFS play than, than a bet, obviously. Yeah. But there could be something to that. Just, you know, again, I think approach and putting is going to be a big thing. I think I think that the, the lack of rough around the greens and around the fairways is just going to make chipping a little bit easier for guys like Stallings uh, in, in theory, if the greens play like 15 on the stimp or something, then I mean, Stallings is probably just as fucked as the next guy, but um, I, I can definitely get behind that. He's playing well. I'll, I'll play doc Redmond from this range just cause I always play him and you know, the putter is working for him. So if he can have a little bit of an uptick, I think it's a similar situation around the green is his, his Achilles heel too. So very much in the Stallings mode this, this week, it, it could help him just the style of course. We're, we're spitballing here, but um, you know, Stallings have been way more consistent over, if we're being honest, than, than Redmond lately. So um, at the very least, I like it as like a 2% play. Those are the kind of guys, again, in this field, like you shouldn't be, you should just be trying to feel uncomfortable with some of the guys this week that you're playing. And, and Stallings like fits that to a tee, So,
1: $7,000 range. I don't think we need to name everyone in here because there's some names like I, if we go to the very bottom here, are there are guys like I legit don't know. No, I know them. But they're not good by any means. Uh, Here are the ones I have stars next to already. Luke List, who holds the course record at this course. I don't know if I can get there. Just poor Luke. Is he serious? Yeah, he does. Luke List. Yeah, Luke List is 79. I like Rafa Cabrera-Beo. I am not alone in that at $7,800. I actually kind of like Matthew Neesmith. Uh, he's He's from the area. Has not been putting well whatsoever. But... After just decimating people at the Charles Schwab, losing three and a half strokes on approach, after you know, gaining pretty consistently with his irons for the better part of the year, everyone jumped off, and he missed the cut at Memorial, yes, but he gained almost four strokes on approach in two rounds. The rest of his game was god-awful, like really, really bad. But if this is going to be a, you know, at least he has the irons part figured out. If he can just start, maybe because he's from this part of the country, maybe he knows the greens a little bit. But it seems like everyone's just done with Matthew Neesmith. And he was a guy that was pretty popular earlier on in the year. So I don't hate him at this spot. I don't love him, but he's just someone whose numbers kind of like popped out to me. Like everyone's going to play Vince Whaley. Maybe they should because he's been amazing. But if you did want to pivot off of him, like Neesmith is right there. Even Martin Laird, maybe this is just one of those years where like Stuart Sink got the swing season when he's an old man and then he gets the win coming back over again. So if guys are like, can't just doubled up from the swing season, maybe it's time for party Marty to double up as well. He is first in this field in approach over the past 12 rounds.
0: I mean, if you if you're playing big GPPs this week, like I know I know everyone, Vince Whaley was the guy last week and he, he paid off at the min price. And people were making fun of other people. Oh, you can't believe you played ten percent on Vince Whaley, and then he went and finished t twenty. I'm one hundred percent for the Whaley fade this week, and it's not even the price thing. It's just the type of field we have, and the type of event we have. I, I mean th- that 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 is my
1: initial inclination about it as well. But the guy has made nine straight oh, cuts oh, in good absolutely. events, and like, I don't yeah. know if you just if his name wasn't Vince Whaley and he was like <laughs> a known scrub, and you just made him like. What's really the difference between him and Lucas Glover at this point, honestly, except for Whaley's way more consistent.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, pretty much nothing. I mean, I guess you could dive into the stats and be like, well, Lucas Glover is a better ball striker or something, but Whaley's clearly playing with confidence. It's just one of those things where we know for certain he's going to be the most popular play in this range. Like I feel very confident in saying that. And you do look at at his performance he's, he's, he's doing like everything. Okay. He's not doing anything great. So maybe that's a good thing, but maybe it's also a bad thing where if he just starts to fade a little bit on the greens, like everything fades. And even if he just becomes T40 this week, because again, this isn't a player who we've seen pop with a, t- a T10 yet. So there's either there's more to come from Whaley or we've already seen the top here with the T20. And I'm more of the opinion that you've probably seen the top and maybe he does come T 25 again, but I think there's players in this range, and you brought one up in Niesmith. They have a much better chance of grabbing a top 10. Or maybe not a much better chance, but their top end is better. We've seen Matthew Nestiath grab like seven strokes on approach. I'll go with that. I'll go with the guys who are, you know, crazy variants, but you know, offer slightly better upside, especially in an event like this. So yeah, this is this is what I mean by feeling uncomfortable there's really nobody here that you're going to feel comfortable pivoting off of Whaley because Whaley's playing well. He's consistent. He's, he's still relatively cheap considering he tops thirties every week, but I still think there's better upside with, with a lot of these names. And, and Smith would, would probably be uh, you know, Substrack is a similar type player. You can just go nuts uh, T to green for a week or something. So um, that's how I'm playing it. I, I just, I like rolling the dice in these situations, especially with these, these new type of events with the weaker fields. So
1: how about a guy? No one is going to be using in this range. He's made seven of eight cuts since the player's championship. He's been gaining on approach in each of his past four gains a ton around the greens. We know he can get hot with the putters. Can he drive the ball well enough to stay afloat? It's Pat Perez, desert golf specialist, Pat Perez,
0: Ooh, Pat Perez. I thought you're going to go JD post in there, but Perez has been playing pretty good. Yeah. Um, again, if I like guys like Snedeker and, and I, I brought up Kisner, although now that you mentioned he lost like 10 strokes on approach or whatever uh, his last time out, I might not play him. But um, I mean, Pat Perez fits this this type of golfer to a tee. You know, he's, for, for the fact that he doesn't hit it very long, again, you see Pat Perez pop up sometimes at these longer courses too. He's not intimidated by playing these longer courses, which I kind of really just respect about Pat Perez. Uh, he knows his style of game. He's very... Uh, you know, consistent when he, when he gets in these zones, kind of with the putter in the short game. So yeah. Uh, if you're not going to go after the elite ball striking, why not go after Pat Perez who could just light it up on the greens here. Maybe gets comfortable just putting in, in, in these type areas. Again, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm all for targeting these guys in this range because I think, again, I can say confidently Whaley will be the guy with the highest ownership. And even if it's not like a huge, discrepancy although i do think Paperez will be like two percent owned i'm okay pivoting to guys like that
1: yeah i think it's going to be either whaley or rafa would be my two mm-hmm. guesses at who are the, yeah. they're going to be like 20 something 18 to 22 percent owned a piece yeah. thus leaving everyone else pretty unowned in the same territory going down i like Lipsky. it's 7400 bucks a guy who's popped over in the middle east he's only 7400 bucks he won in texas on the corn Ferry tour last year I think it's a pretty decent price. And after that, and you can talk me into like a bunch of these losers, like okay. Br- Bramlett. I'm going to talk you into a couple guys. You got Bramlett <laughs> at 71. I'm going to play. I'm, I, I made the bets on them as well, but I'm going, going to play Davis Thompson at 7,200 bucks. I not even see what John right. Pack's price is. John Pack is 6,900 bucks. I'm going to be playing that too.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, no, uh, you know, Davis Thompson, obviously I can get behind, um, at 7,200, you know, it's funny you bring up Lipsky. Someone, someone asked me about him today and I don't even know. I, I, it was like the most random thing. And I looked at, I'm like, I don't know why David Lipsky's 74, but then you look around and like Lipsky does have win on the corn Ferry tour. He's won over in Europe. Like he's, he's a pretty good golfer. And you look at the other players there. You're like, do you really want to play Benny Ann at no. this point? You know, no, is the answer to that. I guess you could make a case for Seamus power, but like Lipsky and Seamus power, are basically the same kind of golfer and Lipsky is, he might, might even have like better upside. So yeah, I, I can kind of get behind a guy like that this week. To, if, if we're being honest And the setup, you're right. I mean, he has played well over in the middle East in courses like this. I think Tom Lewis is kind of interesting. He's been playing like crap lately though. So I'd probably just stay off there. Um, I don't even really hate Lipsky in that range now that I've, I've kind of thought about it a little bit. So um davis thompson we mentioned I, I like it i'm gonna bring up a name and i i, I really like this player this week i bet him outright i think he's gonna l- have a legit shot to win can i Henrik guess norland
1: oh i i, thot- I thought you're gonna say my guy satashi Kadaira who's playing good golf right now
0: <laughs> that's that's not bad either i don't mind that kind of a similar player to norland well yeah a little bit similar they get hot with their irons they're not super long off the tee uh, but Norlander, um, he's done very well at Seattle, another Fazio design. He's actually played pretty well at Wells Fargo too. Uh, another, uh, event in this course or in this area, excuse me, played well at farmers early in the year, a really long design, got a T2 there. I think Norlander showed up with his irons a little bit. He was crap last week, but good at the colonial. He's just a player who just pops. Like he gets confident on the greens. And, uh, you know, again, I think these flat greens and, and flat course will help a guy like him. His chipping could definitely let him down, but he can get hot with the putter, which is really all you have to do here. So I really like Norlander this week. He's a complete boomer bust. He's either going to be like top 10 or just like, you know, he'll shoot 77 on Monday or Thursday. So I really like him in this range, though. I, I think this is a good setup for him.
1: I'm just looking at it now. Since coming 26th the Pebble Beach, Norlander doesn't have a finish better than 48th in 12 starts. But
0: you gain four strokes on approach at Colonial. Pat. That's
1: true. That is true. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at Kadira. Past two starts, Byron Nelson, Wells Fargo, 13th, 11th. Here we go.
0: Yeah. No, I, and look, kind of a similar type of player too, right? And his win, Pat, where'd it come? Well, you know where his win came because it made you a ton of money. <laughs> oh, I remember.
1: Came in, it, South,
0: it. came in South Carolina. So I'm going to add him. I'm going to add Kadira. Kadira. How, how do you pronounce it? I can't remember.
1: Satoshi Kadira. You'd be surprised that okay. I learned how to pronounce that pretty quickly.
0: I I'm surprised you don't have, like, a picture of him hanging in your...
1: Kadira 125. I was like, oh, now now I'm looking to go bet this guy.
0: I'll definitely add him.
1: 150 to 1? One? All right, so you're going to take the place of Willet here. 150 to 1 with the each way. <laughs> there we go. Place bet. Yeah,
0: get, no, it's definitely an each way bet. We'll... we'll, we'll we're going to get like the top eight or whatever, or top five, whatever you can, whatever you're, is available to you. But I, I like it, man. I mean, this, this is the type of event you've got to, you've got to have at least a couple hundred and fifty to one odd guys on your card here.
1: Well, it would be a good time to have DraftKings Sportsbook. It's not available to me. He's 225 to one at DraftKings oh, Sportsbook this week.
0: Yeah. DraftKings putting out some big numbers on, on outright guys.
1: Yeah. Well, Davis How Thompson's it? 300 to one. That's a good number. That's what i be- I'm saying, man. I bet him at 150, and I thought it was like, oh, that's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any faith in Duffner? Ugh. Can he's he putt? Okay, hasn't he? Yeah, he has been playing yeah. okay. The ball striking's really good, but the guy's yeah. putting is like an abomination. He's lost in six straight, and the Damn. one time he gained, he missed the cut, and he gained 0.3 strokes putting. Like, and when it gets, I, it, he's of pulling the banan, where. But without the like consistent ball striking over and over. Like when it's bad, it's really bad. And when it's like okay, when it's like normal, it's like still kind of bad.
0: Yeah, I this probably isn't like the type of course I'd love for Duffner, you know, with like smallish greens and you know, he's he's gotta play those little run-up shots, which I don't know are really his like his bread and butter, anyways. He kind of just likes to, you know, hit hit darts into the green and and really get the irons going. I just I just don't see it. I mean, I, I he's playing okay, but like you said, the putter it's just not there. So I, I, I I'd, I'd rather take a shot with, you know, a couple of guys I've already named there rather than, uh, rather than Duffman.
1: No, oh, I was just looking at James Hahn, my guy, James.
0: Ha! <laughs> He's missed five straight cuts. That's not great. Bramlett. That came seventh that, at the Byron Nelson. Dude, that's like really good form for James Hahn. That's what we need. We need <laughs> like 10 straight made cuts. And then he just pops in, grabs the win, and goes and, you know, does nothing for a year. Um, Bramlett has played well recently. Like he struck the ball well. He, he, even if you look at the Charles Schwab, I mean, he opened with a 69 and then he shot 77. So he just had one blow up round. I'd be fine going back to him. I mean, he's he's shown like he can pop tee to green. Um, like I, I said, I mean, oh. I like the two guys we kind of brought up.
1: But. You know who's a genius? Pat Mayo, because I played Danny Lee last week in a few lineups. Yeah, I think he was plus
0: 17 or something. That's usually a time <laughs> Danny, to get back on Danny Lee though. <laughs> Did he withdraw? Oh no, he actually Yeah, I you know what's funny about Danny Lee at the memorial? I went really heavy on him there one year and then I think he tweeted out he's like this is the toughest course I've ever played. <laughs> ha 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 or something crazy like that because he's Danny Lee. So I learned my lesson never to play Danny Lee at the memorial. Uh I should have DM'd you that last week I guess, but yeah, it could be it could be a time. He's he's been all over the place, man. Like Danny Lee is just the type of guy who will do that. Just pop up with a, a, um, a top 10, right after a bad event like that, yeah, I don't wait, know.
1: He's gone miscut 21st, miscut 40th, miscut. So first maybe for Danny Lee this week. <laughs> maybe. I don't think so. All right. But you never know. It was a match made in heaven. I've been trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food in general. And I realized that I couldn't eat anything. Then all of a sudden, Magic Spoon tells me they want to advertise on the Pat Mayo experience. They send me some cereal, and I keep buying some more. They sucked me in because it's so damn good. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free, and you can build your own box. So available flavors to build your own very custom box are coca fruity frosted peanut butter blueberry and cinnamon once again i will tell everyone that fruity is the way that you want to go it's the only thing that i get anymore but hey might as well try them all out and find out which one is your favorite so go to magicspoon.com slash mayo to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today and be sure to use our promo code mayo at checkout to save five dollars off Your order. And Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash mayo and use the code mayo to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Let's be honest, you're not getting as good of a sleep as you need to be. Whether your problem is falling asleep, staying asleep, or just not feeling rested once you wake up, you're not alone. That last one is the Pat Mayo category, by the way. Not feeling rested once you wake up. More than half of Americans report having trouble with getting enough sleep. At Brickhouse Nutrition, our team of on-staff physicians is on a mission to get heads on pillows and would like to introduce Dreams Sleep Aid. By taking science-backed ingredients like melatonin and combining them with natural ingredients from the earth like valerian root and jujube fruit, Dreams is a perfect blend for the perfect sleep. Go to BrickHouseSleep.com and get 15% off your first order at checkout with promo code MAYO. Sound to sleep like a brick. BrickHouseSleep.com. Promo code MAYO. Alright, 6Ks. John Pack... Patty Harrington? (laughs) Oh man, he's uh, he's someone who actually has played well this year in the Middle East. He
0: just came fourth at a major. Well, at in at Kiowa. I mean, Kiowa, it's again, it's pretty close to where we're playing this week. It's it's in the same state, obviously. So, you know, course course correlation wise, there's there's probably something there, I guess. Sure, I I would I would play I, I would consider Harrington, I guess. I Don't love it, but I don't love any of these players. So, why not? A dude who you know just saw another like fifty-year-old win, just came T four at a major championship. I mean, why not, man? Oh I my mean, God, who...
1: I'm just. I just ran the numbers. Guess who came out sixteenth in the modeling? This boy, no, he's third in approach over the past twelve rounds in this field. Eleventh out of the sand. Proximity from beyond two hundred oh, yards. Twentieth.
0: I think I I I know what you're talking about.
1: Is it Luke Donald? It's Luke Donald. It is Luke Donald. I was right. (laughs) What am I
0: doing? What is this? I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Um, 13th at the Byron Nelson. That was a long course too, Pat. Oh, I am. What was the Byron Nelson long? It was. It was like 7,500 yards, man. That was
1: yeah. That was Craig ranch, right? Yep. Yeah, like Valspar is a long course too. I'm 100% betting Luke Donald this week. Holy like Holy shit. He's 200 to 1. The fact that he's only 200 to 1 and not 2000 to yeah. 1 is
0: No, I know. Is really an you indictment probably, here. I'm going
1: to look for a bigger
0: number on that. I'm yes. I'm not kidding when I say I really like that.
1: All right, there's two. I just I checked one other place, 250 to 1. All right, we're getting a little
0: broke now. by the end of this show. Um I really like that play. What did he <laughs> gain to on himself? We have to we have to look more into this. What did he gain
1: on approach his last start? 8.1 strokes on approach at Byron Nelson.
0: Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Holy shit. He's really hitting his irons well here.
1: Yeah, he was eight point one at Byron Nelson. He missed the cut at Wells Fargo, but was plus 1.4 in those two rounds. He was 3.2 at Valispar. You know he's gonna chip well. And maybe yes. you can get lightning in a bottle. He's actually gained in two consecutive events on the greens. He had lost strokes putting in like 15 straight events somehow. And from my recollection, in following golf my entire life, Luke Donald might be one of the best putters of my lifetime.
0: <laughs> yeah, just, just out of recollection. That, I mean, it's basically just got to number one in the world because of how good a putter he was. I am I mean, I'm, I'm not kidding around. Like, I, I think this, this potentially, if it plays the way we think... You know, the shorter hitters get a bit of roll um, and and stuff like that. Again, I go back to Pinehurst. I mean, who'd you see up there in the leaderboard? A guy like Eric Compton. Um, Snedeker was top 10. Brendan Todd, Patrick Reed. I think Luke Donald
1: was actually up there as well. Martin Keimer, another short hitter.
0: Yeah, it's not like Keimer's a bomber at all, right? So. I'm, I'm serious when I say I, I like this, like this is, this is legitimately might be my favorite bomb of the week. And I, and I like Norlander as a bomb, but you could probably get double the odds on Luke Donald. So or more. I'm a, I'm definitely playing Luke Donald. That was a great call by you. I'll mm. credit to you no, when, that, he that. Finishes, yeah, when he
1: finishes. Yeah. When he finishes a hundred and when he finishes <laughs> withdraw after shooting 91 in the first <laughs> round, you you can credit old Pat Mayo with that one. <laughs> oh, fuck. Campos Brown. Oh, uh, is there anyone from down here like you don't hate? Like, honestly, is Campos the best player?
0: Um. Well, in terms of just like recent form, maybe it is. Uh, here's
1: a geography question, because I'm not quite sure about the layout of the United States is South Carolina in Puerto Rico.
0: Oh, my God, dude. Don't ask me geography questions. That, that's, um, that,
1: that's not a real question, but the answer is no okay. to that question. No, the, <laughs> the state of South Carolina is not in Puerto Rico. That it's might... not in Puerto Rico.
0: I thought you asked if Puerto Rico was a part of South Carolina. Okay, oh, I heard it I'm wrong. sorry. But...
1: No. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll rephrase that question. Jeff, I'm going to ask you a geography question here. Yes. Is South Carolina an island in the Caribbean? Yes. It is? Okay, good. Then we can probably play Campos. If not... <laughs> It might be somewhat troublesome.
0: No, yeah, I, I get your point. It's not, it's not Campos's homeland or whatever, so we probably shouldn't play him. He has, he's didn't he make a couple cut. Oh, he made no, never mind. Okay, I thought I for some reason I had some recollection that Campos had made a cut recently. No,
1: nope, that would be he false. Really he made a cut. Yeah, he, made, that, he <laughs> made a cut at Valero the week after he thought he had made
0: the putt to tie Joel Damon. Right, that's that's where I have Campos in my mind from the Joel the Joel Damon win. Okay. Just pretend. Just cut that segment out. That was embarrassing. Um, (laughs)
1: Like you think that's not going to be the Twitter (laughs) clip for this show, (laughs) right? Yeah. Uh, So Um, he he played. He played well in Puerto Rico. He played well in Dominican Republic. The Corales course is a Phasio course, by the way. It's a really long course, weirdly enough. It's not coastal though. Right. It it is coastal. This is not coastal.
0: But it is. It is longer. Like you said. Like his courses. His a lot of his designs seem to play longer but like not long so i don't know maybe that's a bit of a theme to follow this week i i mean i'm gonna sean o'hare is actually playing a little bit better so i i know he's my guy and it's like a huge bias but i i think you actually if you're going down here i i would play i would legitimately that's who i would go to um so you can take out the grain of salt since if he makes a cut I, I usually get like you know overly excited about him but um I don't really have anyone else to talk about in this range except him. Uh, maybe uh, one other dude to consider, uh Sebastian Kaplan. Oh yeah. 6300. Uh, can get hot with the putter. I can't even remember why I liked him. Oh yeah, he made uh he was in contention at one event.
1: Wasn't it? it was like w- two- wasn't it Pebble Beach earlier this year?
0: Yeah he's just a guy who can get hot with the putter a little bit. He's got a little bit of length off the tee. He did gain a couple of uh, strokes on his approach. I think his last couple times out, he just hasn't been putting well at all. So Kaplan's a guy who can pop um, again, really just probably don't go down in this range, but um, yeah, he's, he's, he's been like, okay-ish, I guess.
1: <laughs> That's the nicest thing we can say about anyone here. Yeah. Sung Kang has made three
0: cuts in a row. Kang could definitely pop with the putter too. So yeah, what's and his price though?
1: He's 68, 69.
0: Yeah, so a bit a bit higher. I mean, again, I don't. I, I, O'Hare would be like probably the last guy I'd consider. I might throw a couple bucks on Kaplan at like five hundred to one. But man, poor Shez uh,
1: she, Revi is six thousand eight hundred in this tournament. He's
0: really gone to the crap crapper, hasn't he? Like, yeah. I feel like
1: Bob wow. Shel, Bob Shelton was doing something on the weekend at Memorial. He made the cut. I remember that. He came thirty second. All chipping and putting. Okay, that makes sense. Man, I I I don't know what to do down here. To be perfectly honest with you, I I wish. Oh, you know you you know who rates third in all stats? Actually, Roger Sloan ranks twentieth. Hank Lebiota over the past twelve rounds at sixty nine hundred dollars ranks third. You want to talk about a guy who can't putt? It's him, but he's been putting lately.
0: Yeah, he has. He has. uh, He's played okay. Three cuts in a row. Yeah, a couple top twenties. Actually, that's like in this field. I mean, (laughs) that's something. I, I get. That's that's really is something. I mean, again, I think the, the main thing of the six K range is there are actual plays here that we can pick out here. I mean, with with like guys like Donald, even Kang and and Lebiota, but I, I just like once you go under 6,800, I mean it just dries up really fast. So that's basically the theme of the week. I, I think it's absolutely fine though. I mean, some of these guys are can definitely pop. Lebiota actually looks a little bit if we're being honest, he looks pretty underpriced. I mean, you've got guys like you know, Lee. Hubbard up there at 7k. I mean, he's played better than those three over the last month. So yeah, Lebiota definitely in play for me.
1: Yeah. The, the one that we didn't talk about was Wilco Niember, whose name I know I'm Wilco. mispronouncing. Uh, what's that?
0: Wilco. You don't go to, oh, I can't remember the line. Anyways. Yeah. Wilco. <laughs> go it,
1: ahead. Is Wilco like a Canadian only band or is that like something that people know?
0: No, no. I, people know in the States, I think.
1: You think? Some you people. Didn't. Anyway, it's a Canadian band if people don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, But, I mean, he's, what, 21? He's won on the Challenger Tour. He won on the Challenger Tour not that long ago. It seems like he's going to be a player. It seems like Higo is, like, much farther evolved. I mean, Higo has three European Tour wins. He has Sunshine Tour Championship wins. He won on the mini-tours. Like, he's won at every level. And he goes only 22. He's only like a year older than him, but he seems so much more advanced in where his game is at. But maybe this is just, again, it's one of these plays where just take a guy who you think is talented, like Pack and like Thompson. Obviously, those guys are more proven at a collegiate level, but you know, it's not like Wilco was you know, going to South Dakota State or something. He was just grinding sunshine tour.
0: No, I know, right. Um, and what's better? I, I mean, like,
1: what, what, like what, what's more? I, I honestly, I have no idea. Maybe you can throw this into the comment section as well. Like, what's more impressive? Like being the best player in the SEC and winning, and maybe like doing really well and winning a bunch of NCAA events, or like competing week in and week out on the Sunshine Tour. I actually don't know what the answer to that question is.
0: Yeah, and and especially when it pertains to like a PGA event, right? I mean, what what sets you up better for success? I'd argue probably the ncaa does just he, because again, he, again and we oh i don't know like it, it's, it's almost the same question is like
1: what's better to like like if you're looking at tape and going to scout almost like the luka Doncic thing where is it better that he was 18 and playing in euro league at a high level or would it have been better off if he was just dominating guys in the ncaa i would have to say that playing with like men is probably the best way you'd want to go about it instead of playing with kids
0: Yeah. I I was just going to say from like a coming onto the PGA tour perspective, you're probably getting maybe a little bit better exposure to what it's like just on the PGA courses and stuff like that. It just always seems to happen with golf. You get players come over from overseas and they just, they just takes adjustment. But I, I definitely think like from a professional standpoint, I mean, this guy's like you said, he's been grinding for a couple of years now in the pro ranks. My thing with Wilco is I just wish he was like $500 cheaper because it's really tough for me to click him with some of the guys around him. And I know like there's not studs around him or something, but still there's, there's legitimate like PGA players and, and, and even like good corn fairy tour players. Right. So yeah, you could do it. I just, I feel like he's a little bit overpriced for, for the chance you're taking there, but yeah, it's an interesting argument. I mean, I just, I just feel like every time we see these names pop up, it just, they just always let us down with, you know, Oh, okay. Like he's, he's obviously talented he can, we, we know he's, he's, he's going to be a player at some point, but then they come over in these PGA events and it's just kind of like, ah, eh, they either missed the cut or they're like T50 or something. So
1: how dare you be smirched dimension data pro-am winner Wilco Nienber. How dare you? He beat Jaco Van Ziel in that tournament. Remember the putter that Jaco Van Ziel would oh, use that yeah, little, the little stub
0: putter. The, the little training putter. Cause he was, he just couldn't, he was such a, he was putting so badly. He just went to like the little, the training aid or something hmm. crazy.
1: I'll probably end up playing this guy. I'm not going to lie to you. Why not? It's one of those weeks. So I got like Kadira, Davis Thompson, John Pack, Luke Donald, Harrington, Lebioto. Oh, it's going to be a fucking great week. Very profitable. I'm, I'm
0: very excited about all the money we're going to win on Luke Donald this week. I'm you, not going to lie.
1: feel like I should, I should just bet all these guys. Well, I know. That's right. Who? Do, I didn't bet Luke Donald during the show, right? So I, I have to go bet Luke Donald now.
0: I have no idea what's going on over there. You bet someone during the show, but I can't remember who it was. Someone's so good. It's Kadira. It was Kadira. Kadi- I- that's right. Yeah.
1: At what did I say I got him at? 150? Yeah.
0: yeah 100- I'm, I'm going to go searching for a number on Luke Donald. That yeah. Two,
1: really 250 do. is the best I could find right now. Right? Let's get to the play the best plays lineup, which might be impossible. Oh, yeah, no.
0: I'm, I'm very excited for that this week.
1: <laughs> uh, it finally crapped out last week. It just missed the money despite being a four of six. Uh, Keegan and Griot really let us down this week.
0: uh, So how many weeks in a row did you cash with them? I think I cashed four weeks in a row. Mm, That's pretty good, man. (laughs) It's better
1: than my normal lineup, so...
0: Yeah, I know (laughs) that's better than mine, too. So
1: when we talk about the best plays here, is it completely balanced with, like, six guys that aren't horrible? Or do we do... Fuck, Lebiota and... I was going to say Danny, like, Kadira and... Pad- Patty Harrington, like those three guys, and then try to jam in three good guys?
0: Yeah, it, it is. I mean, if you start with Dustin, I guess we have to like skip the 9K range kind of and try and go heavy in the 8K range. But what if we just start with Hatton? Like starting
1: with Hatton saves yeah. you $1,200. That gives you $8,000 per player. So who is your favorite of those low end guys, do you think? Like, who do you think? Like, if we talked about like the best plays, not necessarily your favorite play, but like safe, best play from down there, do we think it's Kedira?
0: I would say it's either Kadir or, Lebo, uh, or Lebiota. I mean. Harrington? Uh, that's just too much variance for like to be considered a.
1: Hey, Harrington has made nine of 14 cuts this year. I'll have you know.
0: Has he? Yeah. John Pack, one of one. I, guess he has. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would say it's Kedira or Lebiota.
1: Kedira Lebiota and the other name that I'll throw out to you here—he had made uh, nine, or sorry, he made nine of ten cuts. But now he's missed three in a row. And it's my guy Johnny Question Marks. He's down here too, but he's been playing like crap. Yeah. All right, let's go with Lebiota. We'll go Hatton okay. and Lebiota. Now we have eighty-two hundred dollars. Is there anyone else in that like low sevens that we feel good about?
0: Lipsky? Oh my god. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think we can put Lipsky in like a... So, Raph- yeah. How about how about Rafa well, cabrera okay. it's, it's. I was just about to say, like, if we're doing the legit, like, play the good plays, we should have to play Whaley, don't we? Yeah. Whaley and
1: Rafa. So that leaves we us have to with... play Rafa? I think that Rafa is one of the best plays in the field for his price. Like, Why is Kisner 87 and, and
0: he's 78? Yeah, okay. No, I can get behind Rafa. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's that's true. He's, All right. he's definitely a little bit too cheap. Okay, let's okay. play Rafa and Wiley. What does that leave us with?
1: So that leaves us with $8,700. So we can go like Glover, Werner if we wanted to, or we can try to find someone else like Nick Taylor, Warinsky, w- or Lipsky, and then kind of go back up and grab a Fitzpatrick or an English-type player. If not, we're stuck. That's sort of the, the 2v2 here. Do you want a higher end guy with a middling guy or two like slightly above middling
0: guys. Can we do Noren and Snedeker? No. That, uh, yeah.
1: I think that they fit Noren and Snedeker. Yeah. They fit actually know. with a hundred dollars left over. Do you feel that good about Snedeker?
0: I kind of, I feel, I do kind of feel in this course. I mean, he's made five cuts in a row. That actually surprised that's, uh, me. I know. Yeah. And, and like two of them have been top twenties last two, of the last three. So so that's just one I just want that's a combo all right so I, that, mean, I think that, that works or, so yeah Ugh. I mean I think if we don't do that like what about Poulter it, well
1: Poulter's at 92 so then we'd have to go like Poulter and
0: Luke, Luke List? List or something Kneesmith? I guess we can't really put Smith because he's just been so volatile
1: I mean, List has missed more if, cuts than he's made, so.
0: Yeah. If we play English, who, what does that leave us with? Do we have to dip back down to, like, Kedira. I guess that's fine.
1: Uh, if we play English, who's Anderkurst, by the way. That does make him super safe. But it would leave <laughs> us with 75. Yeah, we could play Lipsky, or We could play Lipsky. I mean, I was going to say Van Royen, but he's been so bad. Yeah, Kadaira. If we played Kedira, we could play Fitzpatrick.
0: I mean, I don't hate Fitzpatrick this week from a like a leverage standpoint or whatever, ownership. I mean, he's also one of the best players in this field. Let's not forget. No, that. that's what I mean. Like Yeah, we could do
1: that. We could go Hatton, LeBiota, Rafa, Whaley, Fitzpatrick, and Kedira. That uses all of our salary cap. When I think of play the best plays lineup, this is not it. But can, I don't I play. don't I don't know if you can construct a good plays lineup
0: this week. We played J.J. Henry and Dustin Johnson.
1: (laughs) That's true. I I wish there were like, it's funny because we've had, I don't want to say free squares because there's always so much volatility, but the people that talk themselves out of Whaley at $6,100 two weeks ago and talk themselves out of Stanley last week. Like, I just don't get it. Like there's a difference. And I understand the, Hey, these guys are going to be 20% owned. I'm not going to play them because that. May- I understand the game theory behind that. That makes a lot of sense. These are highly volatile players. They are low $6,000 players, generally for a reason. But it felt like they were just both wildly mispriced. I played them both weeks. Oh, I- sure. I've had two of my better weeks in a row because I didn't do the stupid thing of like, oh, this guy's clearly the best value of anyone within $1,000. I'm just not going to play him because everyone else thinks that he's good. Yeah, there's a reason everyone thinks he's good because he is good. It doesn't mean he's guaranteed to make the cut or do well, but I've tried to get out of talking myself off of... Like, there's just so much more you can do. Like, a $6,100 chalk guy isn't great, but if you are confident in that $6,100 chalk guy, him being $6,100 means you can do anything else you want to do with
0: your lineup. It's not like you're going to be duped. No, And, and to that point a guy at 6,100 just basically just need him to make the cut uh, and not be like completely God awful on the weekend. So um, it's, it's just a much easier like square to hit than, than a guy who is chalky in the top range and and like, you need you know, things to go perfect on the weekend, even if he makes the cuts. So no, I'm in complete agreement. I should have played uh, Stanley last week and uh yeah, I, I didn't. So, but I, I regret it. For, for basically the reason you just threw out. Well, the, the the
1: people that like sent me screenshots of them winning GPPs, like Kyle Stanley were, was in all of those lineups. He came like T-34 sure. at 6,100 especially in the
0: week, especially in a week like last week where it was lower scoring. You you didn't have as many birdies out there. Again, a a grinder like Kyle Stanley. So it's, you said it, it, these guys aren't just like slightly mispriced. They're significantly mispriced. Right. So you're not just gaining like a a small edge where you can maybe make up for it with leverage or you can make that argument. It's a big thing like to have a guy who's like $800, probably cheaper than he should be. Right. So, which is what we've had two weeks in a row. It's weird. We haven't had that for a while. So um, now we had it a couple weeks in a row. I have one for I don't you. really know what to do. I kind of like my Snedeker and Noren pick here. I'm not going to lie.
1: You, you would prefer Snedeker and Noren over Kadira and Fitzpatrick? Yes. Hmm. I mean, I don't a, know if
0: that's the correct take. That's just my take. I,
1: oh, I, I just got a text from Cuss. I don't know what's going on, but the, the first line of it just says that Pringles don't suck. Lay's stacks are clearly better, though. <laughs> Does anyone think that? <laughs> this is what I deal with. It's, it's like a mental warfare going on in my phone when it's just looking at me. Just crazy shit from Cust coming in 24 hours a day. I have a guy at $6,100 that you can play this week. He's certainly not safe like you know Kyle Stanley was and the numbers don't point to him. But he has made four of six cuts and he missed the cut on the number when I played him at Byron Nelson. So, And he gained ball striking. He just couldn't putt or chip that week. But it's Beau Van Pelt who's like sneakily
0: playing okay. You brought Beau Van Pelt up last time. He missed the cut time. on the number last time. No, I like Bo Van Pelt. He's super talented. Um, I'm going to say he's like from this part of the... He's from like Georgia or something. I don't know. We'll are you are, you
1: are you only making that up because his name is
0: Bo? I <laughs> guess. Also, <laughs> whatever happened to Boo Weekly? Oh, good question, dude. He just finally retired and went fishing. <laughs> I guess so. That's all he ever wanted. Um, let's see here. Professional. That's a lot Bo. of names like that. The Real Deal, George McNeil.
1: Oh, I forgot about The Real Deal. No, I... <laughs> Bo Van Pelt is from Richmond, Indiana. Okay, well, he's forty-six I'm years idiot, old. Then. BVP. They're running these wrestling documentaries on A&E, which are tremendous, by the way. I have the. Yep. I've been saving up the Bret Hart one. I could use an RVD one. You know more about that guy? See what he's up to. Smoke with a, smoking a lot of weed, I think.
0: Yeah, I I watched some kind of. I got some kind of. Uh, watched something on him in some kind of wrestling show. I think he was still wrestling from a while ago, but he, he maybe had some major injury, but it was fun to watch. Yeah. So they're doing crazy stuff off the top rope every night. For sure.
1: His body's probably not in great shape. Very flexible. No, that, that Absolutely. Rob
0: there's, yeah. there's no, no chance
1: in honor of RVD. I'll play BVP in a few lines. Like if you want to play Dustin or Brooks and I mean, you can use Bo Van Pelt. I'll, I'll, we can do a Bo Van Pelt versus Sean O'Hare wager. Oh, Okay. <laughs> more, more more DraftKings points Bo Van Pelt versus who do you want to go 25 bucks on yeah. that
0: sure yeah let's do it um, know, couple, what, 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 Sean O'Hare will probably come like T30 and Van Pelt will get more birdies and win at like T60 that's probably what will happen perfect
1: listen but they're both making the cut we both come out winners in this end
0: okay let's H- do it how about, how about that okay. how about it's just a cut bet
1: if they both cut make bet. the cut it's, it's a push if they both miss the cut it's a push I think Bo okay. Van Pelt is going to make the cut this week
0: Okay. I mean, I think O'Hare is going to make the cut. So let's go. There we
1: go. So we'll, okay. we'll play I like it. cut versus non-cut. Easy
0: for us to track. Then we don't have to. Yeah.
1: yeah. Then yeah, we, we won't forget about it. It'll be good to go. Playing the Pat Mayo experience, DraftKings listeners league. Link is in the description. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo for 20% off. What do you got going on this week, by the way?
0: Uh, no, just uh, a lot of the same. I mean, uh, you know, check me out DK nation with uh, the PGA cheat sheet, obviously for the Palmetto championship, but uh, you can check out the DraftKings Dreamstream stream on their YouTube channel as well. We do golf shows 3pm uh, Eastern every day, just in between like the Madden Sims and stuff. So just answering Q&A and, and stuff like that. But uh, you can also just give me a follow at the fantasy grind on Twitter. Really appreciate that. Uh, always tweeting out generally links and stuff for that. And I'll have my bets out tomorrow. We'll Definitely include Luke Donald, which we're going to pay off an entire house on uh, this week, Pat. So, so I, you can pay off your new studio. I, I,
1: I can get two hundred to one, two hundred to one, and two hundred and fifty to one. Those are the three numbers that I'm seeing that I have the ability to wager on. Do you think it's yeah, worth right. it to bet the two hundred to one if I can get the each way? as opposed to betting that maybe I'll bet the 250 to one outright and I'll try to find a top 20 on that same site. Maybe it's a yeah. bit more generous.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm making this a bit into a bit of a joke, but like legitimately, if you can find some big odds on Luke Donald top 20, like I, I, I will be looking for that as well. I think it's a great bet. He's smashing his irons. And, and uh, as we mentioned, I mean, this is a player who at one point was the best putter in the world. So um, if the course plays as we've sort of laid it out, I think, I think it could be an opportunity again. One thing Luke Donald doesn't hit it far off the tee and he can get inaccurate, but with these waste areas and there's no rough, I really think it benefits a guy like that more than it's going to do the bombers. So we'll see how it works out, but I'm, uh, I'm kind of excited and all credit to you. Like I said,
1: Yeah, thank you very much. That'll be very fun when this blows up in my face. I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME for a full breakdown of the ownership and the weather and what's going on. Subscribe to the Mayo Media newsletter. I'll have the betting show on Wednesday for the podcast listeners on the audio feeds. That will be over on the DFS Mix. You can find the link in the description of this pod and video if you want to listen to it that way. Video will be up on mayomedianetwork.com on YouTube. Mayo Media Network's channel, where you're probably watching this right now. Subscribe if you haven't, by the way. And then if you leave the review on the mix, uh, 5 stars, Twitter handle, email address, you're going to draw for one of $33 prizes. If you have PayPal, just PayPal you some money. Thanks for the reviews, pal. US Open is going to be far more in depth and fun than this tournament. Although, it doesn't mean you can't win money at this tournament either. They're, they're all, 20 to 1 is 20 to 1, 100 to 1 is 100 to 1, and you're probably more likely to a 100 to 1 winner this week than you are at the US Open. So, try to have some fun with it, okay? I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Pat
0: Mayo Experience! Experience!